Core. Core. You are listening to Core, a show on Code Zero Radio that plays bands located in the Fox Cities. The show to find and discover new music. Hosted by Andy McNamara. You are tuned in to Fox City's Core on WCZR Code Zero Radio. It's a weekly live interview show where we interview a lot of great bands from the Fox Cities and beyond. Really excited about today's guests. My next guests are a Green Bay-based guitar and drum-complemented blues rock band. Their latest EP is called Ten of Swords. I'd like to welcome Julian and Travis to Fox City's Core. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. <laughs> Doing good. <laughs> we kind of talked about already coming down from the, the Green Bay area. Do you find yourself coming down to Appleton often in the Fox Cities with just everything that's kind of happening down here? Uh, yeah, I mean, like they have the, uh, you know, John Selby through the Roots Festival and stuff like that. We get to play that. Um, but there's great bands that are playing there. So, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of really cool things happening in Appleton, so. Yeah, every every now and then misfits we go over there. Caught smoke free home there, and uh, uh, who else? Oh, uh, Lunar Moth. Yeah, well, great great shows. <laughs> we love Appleton. <laughs> we do. So up in Green Bay, there's a, quite a scene up there as well. How does how does the Green Bay scene scene compare to the Appleton scene? It feels a lot more centralized now, you know, in Green Bay, just because. Um, we have like the lyric room and uh, frets and friends and it, and it just seems like that's mostly where we're at most of the time. <clears throat> and, uh, whereas Appleton, it seems like it's a little more spread out. Like there's just more places that you can go, go see stuff or what have you, you know, especially with mile of music and the whole, you know, whole dang town shuts down for it. Basically <laughs> their downtown has big buildings. We like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, compared to from green Bay to Appleton, uh, it doesn't feel too much different. It's, it's very similar in, in ways, but we like the lyric room, uh, in green Bay cause it's so close to our house. <laughs> so we gotta, we gotta play the half hour trip. So, uh, uh, not not so bad, and then the drive home, depending on the time of night. <laughs> Sometimes you get the late nights, you know. But. So, would the Lyric Room be one of your your favorite venues to play, just in hands down in Wisconsin? Uh, yeah, so far uh, we had other venues that we really liked, but they no longer exist. But as for the <laughs> as for the Lyric Room, yeah, ac- actually our Ten of Swords EP. Um, the cover is from us being at the lyric room <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for irony purposes, but uh, it's a Polaroid that they had a wall of, and the picture shows us pointing to our picture. <laughs> so well, we'll get into it because a lot of your releases they they do kind of seem to revolve around venues, which is kind of a cool thing. Which I don't know if it's right. intentional or not intentional, but let's talk about where you two met. Where did the story start? Oh boy, long, long time ago in a <laughs> place very far away. Uh, no, we we uh, met at a Perkins uh, in Green Bay uh, back when you know. Uh, smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee all night was like the cool thing to do. And, um, and yeah, uh, Julian met some mutual friends of mine and they're, you know, they said that like, Hey, I think you guys would get along. (laughs) And, uh, we just like, we went to Perkins and drank coffee all night and, um, you know, 
as Julian said, it's like looking into a mirror. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're both, uh, when we first met, we're both like kind of metal heads into like punk rock, like yeah. harder punk rock. Uh, I'm wearing a Metallica shirt and he's wearing a Slayer shirt. Slayer shirt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're like, oh, you, you play music? I'm like, yeah, I play music. I'm like, I don't know, like what kind of music you play? Like, uh, like hard rock. I'm like, you want to start a blues band? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, actually, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> same idea. And <laughs> the, the first time we hung out, like, uh, together, we, we went to your parents' house in Econa Falls. We actually both moved to Green Bay around the same time. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Michigan, so I, I, I moved to Green Bay. I was looking for people to hang out with. My friends were like, oh, I met this guy named Travis. He's really cool. He plays the drums. You guys would you know, totally get along. Boy, were they right. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you, were, you guys were metalheads. metalheads. Oh, yeah. what, yeah. kind of, what kind of stuff were you listening to? Well, um, I was big into like sludge metal stuff and... Um, like a big fan of like the Melvins and then uh, Corrosion Conformity, uh, down, 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 yeah. love down. Oh man, Allison Chains, Allison Chains, yeah, and just it, that that kind of genre. Anything that like if you get like this really greasy breakdown, I'm in. I'm I'm in for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of uh, uh, Black Sabbath. Oh, Black Sabbath, stuff. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, Which that's is a standard. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's what you were into when you met. Yes. <laughs> and you started the band in 2010, or that was your first release. Did the, yes. the band get together before that, prior to 2010? Yeah. 2007. 2007, actually. actually. So what, what happened was we got together, um, we started playing um, my my buddy Fat Body, Justin, uh, <laughs> recorded us like practicing, basically, and just like making up songs as we went. And... Um, that's when we hit Johnny come back home. Yeah. Oh man. It was all stream of consciousness too. We just go like, uh, I don't know, here's a guitar lick. Whatever. Yeah, let's then, do let's do that. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> so we did that and we had a, a, a good handful of just random recordings that we could go off of. And um then I moved to Ireland. So that kinda <laughs> that kinda that while he was in Ireland, I, I was like, All right. We're gonna I, like the songs we had recorded were a basis. They had no vocals. It was just mumbling at the time. Kind of get the key together. Watch the Beatles documentary, and that's how they did it. Too. <laughs> See, that's how you do it. Um, but as as we went through, like Travis was, would would listen to the songs that we had that Fat Body had recorded, and he'd write lyrics to it and so forth. And then we just come up with more songs. And while you're in Ireland, I was like, "Hey, come over. I, I got something to show you." And I had like <laughs> ten songs. He's like, "Wow, you got to work." I'm like, "Well, you're gone." I was like, "Awaiting your <laughs> yeah you're coming back." <laughs> we just put a bookend on it, and then I got back, and I was like, "Oh." Uh, yeah. yeah, let's go. All right, cool. <laughs> Time to play a show or two. We, we started doing covers at first because you got to do that, you know, to get get out there. Like, you know, you're <laughs> nobody knows who you sound like yet, and the way to kind of attain that is to go there. But um, we we didn't pick like common songs, like like popular songs in the radio. It was like popular songs from the '60s and '70s. Yeah. Like we were doing like Elmore James and. Um, I think we did we Sun did, House. Yeah, we did a Chuck Berry one. Yeah, Maybelline, um, I believe. Yeah, we did yeah, Maybelline. Maybelline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that one, and then we were like, we do like a weird slowdown and, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't know. We we would, yeah, we would cover something that you wouldn't necessarily expect to hear. And yeah, we kind of developed from there. Um, but yeah, no, we 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 started playing shows and just kind of like, well, we got enough songs to make like an actual record now, so let's let's do it and yeah and that was so long ago and now we and, now, yeah. and, and so then we long. then we we had the break in there and stuff like that and so like then we when i moved back to green bay um then we just we kind of picked it up well it was almost it was probably what six seven eight months something like that after i moved back that we started playing again and uh 
then we we uh, started writing a lot more and just never recorded anything until just recently where we're like we we got to get this out yeah. <laughs> so, we like playing the songs but making them uh <laughs> recording wise uh, i don't know man well P- pistols and daggers that was the, your first release and that was recorded on a four track at the crunchy frog mm-hmm. rest in yeah. peace <laughs> yeah <laughs> but was that in a live setting that you did that or was that after you know they weren't open and you just went there and recorded them on the four track yeah it was it was after they weren't open um we uh, had the idea of just kind of setting up. We didn't set up on the stage. We set up like in the giant uh, room where I don't know if anybody remembers, but um, what is it now? It's old school now. Old school, yeah. Uh, where where they have all the pool tables was essentially the spot where we had set up. Uh, we put the drums uh, kind of far back, the guitar far back, and mic the entire room. And with the four track, we just used two tracks: guitar on a little bit on one side and drums on the other, and just seen where it went. And then we went back and did the uh, vocals later. Uh, but yeah, we did it ourselves, and uh, I, I think it turned out all right. <laughs> it's <laughs> pretty, pretty raw, pretty raw, but yeah. it's like literally on a cassette tape. So <laughs> yeah, that's where the crappy cassette records, records came yeah. from. Yeah. yeah. What What was the reaction like when you put that first release out? It was great, honestly. So uh, Russ uh, Dantine, the owner of the Country Frog, um, he actually fronted the cash for making the the album and everything. He like cool. he he said he really liked us, so he. Said use the bar, recording it, you know, whatever when when we're not uh, when we're not open. So we got way too caffeinated and did that whole thing, <laughs> and then um, about that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we had our album release night, and we we made like all the money back to pay him back that night. We sold so many, so it was a really really well received, and we actually got <laughs> so <laughs> there was a bunch of people, and so you know like. I don't want to, I'm not disparaging anybody who wants to like get an autograph or anything like that, but like you're asking us for an autograph, like, come on, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know, whatever. Like, I'm literally no one. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we got done playing. We're like, let's do shots of Jameson and, and uh, celebrate. Then people are like, hey, can you sign this for us? Like, si- <laughs> sign your record. You know? Like, it's a CD, you know, the full out case. Yeah. <laughs> I signed, I signed on the CD. Um, <laughs> I wrote, in 10 years, you'll forget why you bought this. <laughs> and I signed it. And then we went on Discogs. Somehow, somebody put our record up on Discogs, you know, because it's like, a, you know, the music museum, basically. And they put it up, and the photo was of that. In 10 years, <laughs> you'll forget why you bought this, like, because they have all the photos with the inside covers and everything like that. And I messaged the guy because I was like, oh, was that you that, that bought that record? Like, I can't remember who you are. I'm sorry, you know? And he's like, no, I found it in a Goodwill. Oh. And so, like, so literally the person who wrote that forgot why they bought it and just gave it to a Goodwill. I mean, it, it's got to be a little bit humbling and at the same time kind of cool. But, oh, yeah. I mean, they didn't throw it out. They brought I, it to a Goodwill. To... It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for rehoming our album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in like the poor man's way of getting out there, I went to, I think, St. Louis, Chicago, and I brought some CDs and put them in a Goodwill, ironically. <laughs> um, but I don't think it was there. It could have been. You never know. But obviously, this one was purchased. Um, these were ones that were like still sealed, you know, hoping that someone would be like, oh, neat, uh, a record that I could use for hopefully not a coaster. <laughs> but <laughs> were, were there any, any uh, issues that came up recording that first album that, you know, you're just getting used to recording? Anything mm-hmm. that came up that was like, oh, this is more difficult than I thought it was going to be? Uh, like anything had changed? Transferring to the digital era. Yeah. And uh, with the technology at the time, I had like a MacBook, like an old MacBook that I had bought. Um, getting it from the tape 
to the computer and having it the highest quality that you can get uh, was a little difficult. Thank Especially you. at the time. Yeah, yeah thank you, GarageBand. <laughs> um, but we would just do the playback from the four track into the computer and then go, there, I think this is mixed right, and then sent it to the to get it on a CD, and it came back quieter than we had expected. Right. We've come a long way. We did our new record ourselves, too, with uh, way better equipment. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it was like uh, we didn't really know how to get the sound that we wanted in particular, like uh, the vocals, like I like kind of like a compressed, but like a um, overdriven sound out of, you know, get a little crack in it. And we didn't know how to do that. So I, we like tied a bandana around a microphone and put a tin can <laughs> with holes punched in it <laughs> yeah. over the top. So it'd get like this tinny overdriven sound. And I mean, it worked, but it was also like, that's not the best way to do it. I just heard, <laughs> no. Mick, I heard Mick Jagger did that once. And so I have no idea if that's true. I just heard that. And so I was like, oh, let's try it. <laughs> and you mentioned liking the, the metal kind of sludgy stuff. It, it seems like a lot of that stuff did have a little bit, depending on which band you're talking about, like the Melvins yeah. did it, you know, they were doing kind of stuff to, to figure out, but it, when you, at first, when you said metal, I thought like really clean, like Metallica or Megadeth, oh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, I, our our friend uh, Manpay would uh, say that my taste in music is barely listenable. Like if you have something, if you have a record that uh, you can barely distinguish between any instrument, I will probably love it. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like if it's lo-fi, I'm I'm all over it. And uh, yeah, and I don't know. We 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 grew up in the middle of friggin' nowhere, yeah. you know. So when we started playing music, it was like we just want to make music that we like and that we want to hear. You know, and when I started hearing this like weird lo-fi stuff, it's like I just want to make that so bad. <laughs> it was convenient to be lo-fi because lo-fi was the quality we were up against. <laughs> and and with that, yeah, I mean, we like the like the sludge music, like the the Sabbathy kind of sound and and whatnot. But we wanted to sound like it was from the seventies. Yeah, um, like if you picked it up, you're like, oh, when was this recorded? Oh, I was recorded in 2010. I assumed it was recorded in like the late 70s. Are you guys time travelers? <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I feel like we got the that out there um, and a lot of nods to like the old blues idea. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why we wear what we wear, too, is kind of the blues brother kind of stick kind of <laughs> idea on top of it. Trying to stay with the roots, but with a modern kind of feel, especially with the newer uh, EP. But Back in the day, it was it was meant to be more of a, this is the way we're going to start out. This will be the the first stone in an, in what we build. Um, uh, if I may elaborate on the cover art too, on top of it, it's pistols and daggers, and that actually uh, has no definition to it by just looking at the image. But there is a behind meaning that we have tattoos. Yeah on our arms <laughs> that we did not get when we made before the rec uh, before the record we had these tattoos and when we met we're like oh forearm tattoo that's cool and then we thought hey what if we turn that into the yeah. theme of the record pistols and daggers yeah and, and, daggers. and then patrick metoxin did the cover art and it's awesome he does like that cool kind of real steadman stuff and yeah he's really good he's actually doing we put the ep out but we have a full length coming out as well um and he did the uh artwork for that and we're kind of we're Keeping that quasi secret, <laughs> we're like, oh, coming we'll release that, you know, yeah. got to keep a little mystique. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys on your Bandcamp page have a lot of releases. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's like a lot of there's live at the Lyric Room. Mm -hmm. There was uh, the warehouse recordings. I mean, there's like <laughs> a lot of live stuff. I mean, what uh, what kind of drew you to do that? Was it to get something out, or was it we don't want to go record? We just had so many things, you know, like um, 
the the warehouse i used to work for direct tv and after we had closed down we would just go into the warehouse and we had set up in there and play we lived in little apartments that we could not play yeah. live music in yeah. so we needed a place to play and we just kept getting warehouses to play <laughs> i think we had like three or four of them yeah yeah but at the same right too like we were into the recording equipment like i i had I'd gone to school to be an electrician and I was like really obsessed with learning how to record and how to wire stuff. And so I was like obsessed with recording. So capturing it so we can practice kind of meditation wise. Uh, but yeah, having the recordings out there helped us songwrite on top of it too, but it was just neat to hear it back. You know, when you're in a band and you, you write a song and you don't have the medium to record it or ever hear it or show it to anybody, it makes it really difficult. So we just would do live recordings and, call it you know and here's here's the cd to give out when you're playing music there's nothing more upsetting like i've, I've seen bands and you're like oh do you have any recordings they're like no not yet you're like mm, i want a recording i want to hear this i want to hear you yeah so that was kind of satisfy that we spent a quite a bit of time so far in the show talking about the the debut album and let's talk a little bit you did an ep that was like a really quick ep it released um you want to talk about i'm ready oh yes oh <laughs> the, the the song I'm ready off the oh that was a that was a single that's right the so sing- have, yeah 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 the single yeah. So we, we there's actually three versions of it <laughs> okay yeah I was gonna say there's a, there's a track according to my notes here called Sludge Rock on a Real to Real Player is that <laughs> oh, the yeah. same yeah. is that the same track uh, no no no. No. Oh. no that was no. The, like uh, we we both got real to reels at one point because we were just obsessed with making things hard on ourselves and um, <laughs> yeah and, uh, we like a challenge <laughs> <laughs> so we recorded we just did like a weird. Uh, jam and it turned into like this like sludge rock thing. Yeah, and it, it was, was like four four some minutes long yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just that, that's all it was we were just we were just goofing around and like oh we got something on real real and yeah. something to listen to and then time being you know? <laughs> yeah like, honestly like that was like oh we don't have another song out we don't want to release the songs that we're writing for the new ap so here's something to fill the void you know it's been 10 so years since we had something new so we just literally another stream of consciousness right. yeah. there are lyrics to it too that i'm like screaming in the background almost on purpose <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, that sledge rock and real real player was like uh, try to redefine the new sound. Uh, got different guitars, got a different amplifier, got new guitar pedal, and trying to re- make something new. Like this is the new sound that we're gonna go for. Let's see how people respond. People mm-hmm. like it, yeah. hey. <laughs> yeah. But I'm ready in general. If you want to, you know, take a little walk down. Um uh, Travis's angsty past. I do. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna talk about the notebook, aren't we? Oh no! <laughs> There's a notebook that he had that he would write things. Again, I use the word stream of consciousness. The word of today, uh, yeah. where he would just write things down and, and all these different ideas for songs that you know you just write almost like poetry in a sense and, and yeah. try to use it. Well, and that that song that song actually literally, literally started as a poem, um, and I'm not. Dude, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm like. I, I do enjoy certain poetry and stuff like that, but uh, I'm not a poet by any means. Um, but when I when I left for Ireland, like I had a I got a I got a stable job and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, what was I 19? I was 19 years old, and I just like I was working a lot, and um, I got the chance to go to Ireland and like actually move there. And I was like, well, I'm gonna take it. You know, that feels stupid not to at this point. You know. <laughs> And uh, uh, a family member of mine got very upset, <laughs> and uh, uh, they'll remain nameless. Um, <laughs> but uh, they got very upset, and it was it was one of those things where it's like I don't understand. You're throwing away your life, going over here, and it's like, well, you know, I'm 19. I got a lot of life ahead of me. You know, I can try. I can try something else. And uh, it was kind of a well, don't look me up when you get back, sort of a thing. And 
I was, I was, I got pretty upset about it. And I was, I was like, man, this is, this is wild. I just want to try to do something new. And, uh, that's where the, the middle part, the kind of breakdown of the song, uh, comes in. And I, I wrote that as a poem and, um, you know, just about, about like, uh, you're going to work yourself to death. You know, that's, that's basically what it's all about. And then, but I thought, yeah, but I don't know, heck with it. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready yeah. for the night. Let's party. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then ready Julian, yeah, the, in the warehouse, actually, Julian, yeah. I was like playing this thing. I was like, oh, I can, I got the, got the notebook out. Like, this totally fits. All right, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, uh, what was it? A Muddy Waters reference? Was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Cause, yeah, yeah. Muddy Waters is, I'm ready. Ready as anybody can be. Yeah. And TNT is broken dynamite. Hope some screwballs. Start a fight. French Irish Coalition. Hey. But, yeah, it was, it was a Muddy Waters reference, the, the kind of fighting, shooting type, uh, part of it, at least, you know, cause he was, um, he drank gin and, fights i guess i don't know it's like that country blues <laughs> wink you know you yeah, to, yeah yeah like everybody's done rolling and tumbling you know yeah uh, yeah nobody's done i'm ready which yeah. which part of ireland were you living in galway okay yeah well, and do you wish you would have stayed there um part of me does definitely you know uh <laughs> ouch <laughs> hey we'll go back oh uh, yeah it's great say to my friends karen and jill over there guess. uh um but yeah no i i, I Part of me definitely wishes I would have stayed. I was not ready to come back, honestly. Um, it was just it was circumstance kind of brought me back and then just stayed, you know. Um, but I was more than uh, ready to just stay there. <laughs> I had a job as a chef, and I was I was living life. <laughs> so it was it was a good time, really good time. That's just a you know kind of a cool thing that not everybody does. So it's mm. pretty awesome that you moved, you know, lived there for a while. Yeah, I I. I I turned 21 in London because I took a trip to London for my 21st birthday, even though drinking age is 18 there. So it's like, it's a big deal to me. But Wait, I it's like, not? Oh. <laughs> and uh, I made the mistake of uh, hitting every pub between Seven Dials and Piccadilly Circus in London. And I was like, ah, I'm going to do a pub crawl. I'm going to hit every single one of them. And then I literally crawled up my steps to the hostel because I couldn't move. <laughs> There's so many bars. But, did you yeah. fit in with that? I, I kind of did. Yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. It was, it was a great time though. I mean, like I had, <laughs> he's got stories. Oh, there's so many <laughs> stories. stories. So many stories. I, I drank, I drank with a priest once. That was really interesting. I don't know. It was like, yeah, he's, <laughs> I, I've never, I get so weird around clergy because it's grown up Catholic and stuff like that. And I just like, I don't know. I see clergy and I'm like, I freeze. <laughs> and, 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 and so I go, I walked in this bar and it toneries outside Gullen tomb road. Uh, hi Tony. And, uh, he, so I go in there and it's, it's always empty. And so this guy's sitting there, this older guy, and he's just drinking a big glass of wine or whatever. And we start talking. turns out he's got family in Wisconsin and all that jazz. Um, so that was cool. And he starts buying me drinks. All right. Well, I only stopped in for one. Let's go. And, uh, I finally like the fifth round or something like that. He like grabs the Guinness away from me. I was like, Hey man, yeah, you, you bought it. It's here. It's fine. And, uh, <laughs> And then he goes, uh, do you know what Guinness is? Excuse the accent. Uh, <laughs> the terrible one. And uh, <laughs> hey, do you know what Guinness is? And I was like, oh, it's a stout 
beer. He's like, no, that's not it. That's not it. Goes, Tony, the guy behind the bar, I'm like, what's Guinness? And he's like, oh, it's the only thing we drink in Ireland. And uh, <laughs> and he goes, no, that's not it. That's not it. And he kind of like pontificates on it on, it on the light. And he's kind of tw- twirling it around. And he goes, mm. Guinness is a tall blonde wearing a black dress. And I said, I grabbed it and it goes, it goes down like one, two, right? Hey, and then he pulls, pulls out a rosary. He's like, oh, Jesus, I don't need to hear that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you, like, are you a priest by chance? I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, why are you getting me drunk in a bar? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, uh, all right. And then everybody, yeah. I told people at work the next day, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't trust a priest if I didn't get drunk with them a couple times. Like, I don't, okay, don't act like this is normal. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about the song dynamics, how you guys write. So you, you're writing lyrics, Travis, as yeah. well. And so both Julian and Travis, you guys are both writing lyrics. And, yep. and Travis is drumming, obviously, and Julian, you're playing guitar. Yep. Um, are you writing a lot of lyrics that Julian's singing? Yeah. And, uh, well, it's 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 definitely a collaboration. Um, we typically will go, in some songs, we've literally gone line for line. You know, like, you write this oh, yeah. line, I'll write this line, you write this line. <laughs> um, but a lot of times it comes from... We'll just get an idea, and uh, Julian will have just like a little little lick, whatever, you know. And then yeah. we're like, okay, let's just expand on that. And, um, you know, a lot of it has to do with we've just had similar lives in general, you know. So we, we kind of go off of that, and, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the context is, is just, you know, it's hardships in the past or what have you or, you know. So a, lot we, of, a lot of themes. Um, yeah. Like, like if we come up with a song idea, too, um, like I think the best instance would have been um, Queen of Hearts. Yeah, uh, it's it's about not just one of us; it's both both of us. So every perspective that we have, we write together. Um, I'll come up with the guitar part. I'll come up with the drum part, and we'll just play off of each other and try to fill that void too. Because with being a guitar drum complimented band, uh, you have to do something in the middle of it. So try to steal the whole blues playing and mm-hmm. stuff. And then yeah. with, with you being pretty much John Bonham on steroids, uh, <laughs> just, just fill, fill that all in. And then when it comes to lyrics, we try to come up with something that's like really kind of hit you to the heart that people can understand um, and make their own definition of, even though we have our own definition of it too. And yeah, we, we play it back and forth. Like one will primary wrote, write more lyrics to one song and we'll write songs together at the same right but essentially we just take credit for everything <laughs> like we wrote that hey, yeah. who cares who wrote that line yeah <laughs> we are going to do a little band reaction here that's where we play a oh question from a previous guest and we'll get your answers band reaction Bad reaction. This is Zach. And this is John from Iftikar, and we have a question for the French-Irish Coalition. So are you sick of being compared to the White Stripes? (laughs) 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 Oh, man. That's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) uh, First off, uh, shut up. <laughs> uh, no, I, that doesn't come up as much as you think. Really, it really doesn't. Like, uh, it, it, we get a lot did, of black keys. More well, yeah, more black keys. Yeah. But that that kind of went away years ago already. Like people yeah. used to like, oh yeah, just doing the black keys thing. And uh, but <laughs> since then, no, nah, not really. I mean, it's like I think the music has just developed to a point where 
people don't really see the comparisons anymore. But not a whole lot of inspiration from the White Stripes at all for for that. Um, well, love them, love them, great. Oh, lo- like, love yeah. them. Everything Jack White and Meg Meg White did it was amazing. I love that band. Everything Meg Ryan did was great too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and Jack Black too. Yes. Just dropping the name. Um, but um, yeah, with the with the White Stripes comparison, like love the White Stripes, but we're not trying to be them but it's easy to say that because we're a two-piece like uh, we did we did one one time i did get a comment where somebody said like man if the white stripes were anything you guys would be big like shut up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it is kind of weird because like people do if they see a guitar drums band it's like well you're the white stripes or the black keys but it's like there's lots of bands that are four pieces and three pieces and we try to be Led zeppelin or yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody says trying to be great. Yeah, like, oh, you have three guitar people. players? What are you, Iron Maiden? What are you? What are you, Iron Maiden? You played a guitar solo? There's like all these bands that play guitar solo. It's just like, like oh, you're just trying to do yeah. Freebird again? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Already did Freebird. Right? Is the dynamic with uh, being a two piece? Is it? Have you ever played in a three or four piece band before? Uh, yeah, I, I, I play in Holly and the Nice Lions as well. Oh, okay. And, yeah, so that's a three piece. Um, my first band, Industry. Uh, R.I.P. Justin, um, yeah. but uh, uh, that was five. That was five guys, four, four and five, depending on what era, I guess you know. But that dynamic is so different. Um, we've we we just talked about this yesterday, actually, where it's like I don't think there was ever a point where we were like, do we get a bass player? You know, I don't <laughs> think there was. I don't think there was ever a point because everybody like a hundred thousand times somebody's yeah. like oh you should get a bass player and like can i play bass for you yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like i don't know you do man. Like, well and i just don't want to like at this point it's it's at this point where we are as just like people and stuff and it's like we would just be bossing somebody around like play this now play this now play this it would be yeah. no creative freedom freedom that wouldn't be fun for anybody and i don't want to tell people what to do yeah so plus the name is the french irish coalition so they would hi- <laughs> so. either have to be french or irish or hey, both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're or not both, yeah. we're not any more nationalities here yeah, yeah let's, let's knock that there's one. no room on stage for another person <laughs> <laughs> let's knock that question out too so the french irish coalition is because you're Irish and you're French and you're yes. coalition. Yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> we collate. Yeah, we have, we, you know, we're 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 really complex people. We, <laughs> it's, it, not only that, like the name is we kind of shot ourselves in the foot because it's hard to remember. You say like, what's the name of your band? Oh, the French Coalition. Like, oh, congregation. All right. I just uh, say different no. stuff on stage at this point because nobody yeah. really listens. So we were playing Appleton with Twenty Watt Tombstone. Uh, those guys rock. But uh, oh yeah. Um, and I kept saying different names every time, and everybody's just going woo. And I think I said like, called us like the Billie Eilish connection at one point. <laughs> the fresh, fresh Irish uh, connection. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, random words. <laughs> the track we're just listening to was one that you sent to me yesterday. Can you tell me a little bit about that track? Oh, there we go. Uh, that that's rat killed the rabbit, um, and that I was walking around really drunk one night, <laughs> as I am wont to do. And uh, I was walking past Brewskies in uh, in Green Bay, which is just a, a dive. Uh, lovable people, but a dive. And uh, I uh, Green Bay's got a, a significant rat problem, and so I. <laughs> I saw this like thing kind of flash next to me and again, drunk. Um, and I was like, Oh, it's one of those giant rats. And it was just a bunny. 
And then I laughed myself because I was like, what if a rat just came out and just tackled it and killed it? And that was literally the inspiration. <laughs> but we turned it. We used it as a metaphor. Yeah, we tried to turn it into a metaphor. We were talking about it. And then, it, uh, and then we started getting, like, going to like Zodiac and stuff like that and like what, what uh, rabbit and rat represents and stuff like that. But the song lyrics are yeah. about uh, being in an argument with someone like a significant other or whatnot and uh, the kind of mindset like I'm just going to leave the room mm-hmm. you know and when you go to leave the room they just keep going keep, at you, yeah. keep going at you so it goes kill a rat kill the rat blood's gone running you know yeah so it's it's about being in an argument and in the verse side it's it's the responses of that like uh, let me tell you a story about the time I should have run honey so <laughs> stand the time because uh, she's the one who had the time to figure it out, honey, what I should know. Like, like, kind of like a, uh, then into the play out of, yeah, like the Zodiac sign, rat, killed the rabbit. So, yeah. But we didn't release it on our original um, Ten of Swords. We just threw it out there today. It was one of those I mixed it last night and sent it to Andy, and here we go. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a fresh, fresh track. A fresh track. <laughs> so, Ten of Swords, you said you recorded that yourself mm-hmm. as well. Like, did you do that at one of your houses? Yeah. House, yeah. yeah, in my basement, are, um, we, we got a, a bigger not-tape version of a <laughs> recording machine, but uh, we use that to record it and whatever I've picked up through the years from recording, like Spencer and yep. Spencer's Meds album, we did that, um, recorded that. He has kind of like a, a backup. And then, um, yeah, we recorded ourselves and just to get something out there and kind of catch the feel and make something more modern, less, hey, it sounds like the 70s. Now it's like, oh, it's come out in the 90s. We're getting there in the decades. <laughs> but uh, now, and now we're starting to work with uh, Joe Lambert from Smart Choppers. Yeah, nice. and uh, Lucky Lamb Studios. Lucky Lamb Studios, yeah, yeah and, and uh, his setup is, is fantastic. And we just like we've done everything ourselves to this point, and it would just be nice and be like, oh, I don't want to jump up from the drum set and hit record quick, and then jump right back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know you can cut it all out, but you, it's just you got to touch it. And the headphones go. <laughs> 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 yeah. you jerk back. <laughs> we need an assistant. <laughs> it's a it's a great album. Uh, Broke my mind is my favorite track, but I, I can definitely oh, hear that early Nirvana Melvin's kind of <laughs> yeah. like in the the lyrics. So it, it's it's. Uh, everybody should check out this album. Like, how did it feel to, to put this one out? Because everybody always says their favorite album of theirs is their latest one. Of course. It is. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Yeah. If I asked you which your favorite yeah. release was of yours, what, what would it be? St. Anger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you mean, uh, like, of the releases that we've done? I, I got to say the last one. I'd, I'd say favorite oh, song from that, from that EP? Favorite song... Well, probably the, the Ten of Swords, I'd say. Ten of Swords is the, just the, the title track. That one came together. It came together so weirdly because we had everything written, and we were just like, oh, this is just it. And then all of a sudden, we did we mess up, or do we just – we went too long on a part, and then we just started going further, and then we made it into this like actual musical thing. It was supposed to be like a two-minute song, and it just went longer, and it was like, that's really cool. And, uh, and, we got a uh, post-it note on the wall that says, make songs more dynamic. Like, All right, cool. Yeah, instead of verse, chorus, verse, you know, make something go like, oh, that I didn't see that coming. Especially when you hear the song, Ten of Swords, which, by the way, is uh, the tarot card, the worst card you can get. You figure death or, uh, I don't know, those who know about tarot cards, but, like, there's a death one, there's uh, the devil and so forth. Ten of Swords is the worst one. It's a picture of... A person laying on their back with ten swords in their back saying that no matter what has happened to you, things are, are bad, um, face down or whatnot. And um, so that's the theme of the record. So now that we get the song out, 
it starts out as kind of like you know like you walked into a fortune teller and they're you know it, it's having doubt is not what i should do buying a cigarette holding on to you talking about like uh, love and relationships and then you know how alcohol can play a negative part on one's life and seeing the card for the first time saying like, this is what defines you that you chose uh it wasn't dealt you picked it out of a random you did it to yourself at that point yeah. you've done it to yourself yeah. yeah when you realized it that's all you needed it's how you're gonna get better from that it was actually really cathartic getting it out because that was that was kind of something that we had talked about for a long time was and that's where change came from too the song change on the, oh, on yeah. the record and um metaphor for drowning <laughs> yeah but it was <laughs> waking up on the side of the bank going like i'm getting older <laughs> i don't know what i should change yeah but it was just like we, we kept it was kind of like we were spinning our wheels sort of a thing you know like just in life in general and usually like why do i keep doing the same yeah. thing i'm a every day stupid yeah. i'm a stupid Come dummy <laughs> yeah. i'll never have anything good and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so you're, yeah, that 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 was uh, ten of swords was just kind of like the the realization of like oh oh it sucks cool and yeah. then change is like oh but I don't I don't yeah. change anything to actually help that great <laughs> yeah yeah so, <laughs> the ten of swords would be like the uh, reprise of that it's not like a a, a negative song change is not a it's negative song it's no, meant no. to be like one of those like harder blues if you play it on acoustic guitar you'd be like wow that's like sad <laughs> but we're playing it loud and energetic and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We are kind of getting near the end of the show, but you still have time to get a call in if you want. The number is 920-358-0795. We had a comment in the chat. Somebody asked if you guys were time travelers. I don't know when they <laughs> but... Uh, uh, yeah, yes. Um, I'm from the year 19 dickety six. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're all time travelers, aren't we? <laughs> well, we were around for the Jean Nicolet era, hence the song Thunderhands. <laughs> wrote a song about Jean Nicolet. That was Thunderhands. Yeah. But it's not like what you figure. You know, it's not like, oh, yeah, he was a world's named after him. No, it was talking more about, like, sorry, Jean. <laughs> But uh, he was kind of an arrogant guy, kind of. You know, you he see the picture prick. in the courthouse. <laughs> yeah, him standing with his big, uh, like Chinese, colorful suit, and he's got two uh, pistols firing the air, and and the Ho Chuck are like, "Wow, what is that?" <laughs> and he kind of had like this idea, like. Uh, for my God, I walked away from. For my mother, I'm without her hand. <laughs> Pride is the secret that I display. Then you don't know me like I do. Then we, we just he was like <laughs> the guy didn't the guy didn't know how to swim and yet got on a boat and went across an ocean. Like how arrogant do you have to be to be <laughs> yeah. like ah, water's just not going to kill me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He drowned. <laughs> that's how he died. <laughs> yeah, he drowned in Canada. I forgot the lake, but yeah, that's that was the end of his reign. And I praise that, that moment every day. <laughs> but in a positive light, Jean Nicolet is a great was a great explorer and he tried to side with the natives the native americans and 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 be with them instead of you know like chopping hands off yeah instead of doing the opposite which um, welcome we to the history. french irish coalition history yes, yeah. Next hour. yeah get out your copy books and turn to page 19 <laughs> this is the history they don't tell you yeah. about these are the ones you don't know yeah <laughs> You guys have not played Mile of Music yet, but mm. I'm sure it's something you would like to do if the Love opportunity it. came up. <laughs> um, you guys did do something, though, called the All Bands on Deck Festival in yeah. Green Bay. How did how was that festival? Like, that was it, great. It sounds awesome. 100 bands, I think, like, was it 30 stages or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like 30, yeah, 30 plus. And we played um, the Blue Collar Bar. And I don't know. We I, I had a great time. Like, it was, they had buses going up and down the street, like, so you didn't have to drive to the different places and everything like that, different venues. And, uh, yeah, a lot of great bands, a lot of just cool stuff happening. I think we ended the night at, um, 
rockabillies because the the torches were playing and we yeah so we we, we yeah. played we played had a great time and then we went watch the torches rip it up and maddie day was playing guitar for those guys and <laughs> and uh steve uh, just oh man that guy can kill it <laughs> but if, i don't know if Tar- I'm, I'm sure carl will do it again but uh yeah if ball bands on deck i hope to see it next year it is a blast yeah i hope it i hope it hope it gets bigger yeah they're doing they're doing yeah. cool stuff see a lot of interesting bands and it's just a good time and it's good for green bay oh, of course What's uh, your favorite show you've played so far? If you had to pick just one, oh, ooh, uh, maybe the on our band camp that Lyric Room show with Sons of Kong. That was great. That was amazing. That was so yeah. fun. That was yeah. a good time. That's Julian, a, Julian was out in the crowd doing the work. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so Lyric Room had been closed due to the COVID, and this is the first show that they had since COVID, and. Yeah. You know, working with Will, like, hey, we'd like to have a show here going on. He's like, all right, yeah, you guys do your thing. And um, it was supposed to be outside, and then it turned to be an inside show, which we were <laughs> very thankful for. <laughs> inside shows are much more convenient for, you know, weather reasons. But it was a good show. It was a good turnout. We uh, we were playing loud and electric. Sons of Kong it killed it. They they are, um, yeah, they are electric. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um, we also, uh, ironically, I guess, are not. Not ironically, I, I would say some of our unironically, but my, unironically some of my uh, favorite shows have been the ones that literally nobody showed up just because you don't <laughs> care. Yeah, <laughs> like we played. singing "Happy Birthday" to people, guys. Like it's my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday <laughs> to you. It's like, like personal man. Yeah, it's like one friend showed up, and then there's like two guys sitting at the bar, and the bartender. You're like, you know what? <laughs> this is great. And the bartender's like, you guys sounded good. Like, <laughs> I uh, remember that one time we actually there was literally there was three people in the entire bar. And it was like one o'clock in the morning and we were playing for four hours. We were supposed to play <laughs> wow. from 10 to two, which is dumb as especially, especially as a two piece. And we asked the bartender, it was like, dude, there's three people here. Can we just call it a night? And he was like, we got you till two. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. I guess. Yeah. And, and then like a bunch of people showed up all of a sudden. That was weird. But so, uh, you guys did a, a live show at a brewery too. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. couple breweries now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. French Irish brewery tour. Uh, still make brewing company. Yeah, still yeah. make, and then we did uh, after the beer factory. So yeah, yeah. did a yeah. couple of them. Well, oh. Roots Festival, and then we played a, a separate time with uh, Eric MCM and Taillight Rebellion. Yes, yeah. yeah, those guys are cool. You've got a show coming up next week at the Lyric Room again, the site of Julian's favorite show with <laughs> Sons, of, Sons of Kong and Trash Pandas. Yeah. Oh yeah, can you tell me a little bit about that? It is going to be a rocker. <laughs> if you if you are bored on what, what day was that? It's uh, December 9th. 9th Friday. December 9th. <laughs> Two uh, days after my birthday. Yeah, so it'll, be, it'll be. I guess my birthday show. We'll and call the older it Travis will be there. <laughs> yeah, we're time travelers. Remember. So, are you taking birthday presents? Uh, I'll I'll accept birthday presents. I don't care. In the forms of in the form of shots, hopefully. That's so. I, I know you've played with Sons of Kong before. Have you played with Trash Pandas before? Yes. Yes. I, yep. I think they were at the uh, the the dock. Uh, yeah. festival up there yeah and we played with him in uh, reptile palace in oshkosh oh yeah yeah so <laughs> are you like in obviously you're in holly and the nice lines mm-hmm. and so are you guys meeting a lot of different bands when you're playing shows and oh yeah yeah oh we just we were just talking about that on the way here it's like left lane cruiser from uh fort wayne indiana we're actually hopefully uh setting Love something up oh they're so great oh yeah <laughs> hopefully send something up with them like in, in, in indiana uh with them um uh, like Matt Bruiser Queen, uh, they're coming back and, oh, and yeah, they're so good. Ooh. 
But yeah, just lots of lots <laughs> yeah, of bands. Yeah. Actually, we played with so many different weird bands. And uh, oh, uh, Pete Dio and the oh and yeah. The, Dirt in the dirt. What uh, was his band's name? Old, uh, but, dirty. old dirty, old dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was yeah. He was the drummer for Left Linkers for a while, and uh, for quite a while actually. But he's got his like country kind of rock thing that he's got going on. Remember yeah. when we played with Grant Hart? We played. Yeah, we opened up for Grant Hart from Husker Du. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and <laughs> we hung with him the whole night. You just like we'd be outside, you know, and you'd be like, "Hey guys, what's up?" And you're just just telling us stories. Tell like, stories. Right. He really liked us. He handed me a bag of uh, illicit. <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. You guys go to like, Chicago? Can you bring this to me? We're like, yeah, um, yeah. Just hand me a uh, bag of stuff. Uh, and I was like, and I don't. And uh, kids don't do drugs. Um, <laughs> and I and I, I, I was just so nervous because it was like in the middle of the street, and he's like, here. And I was like, like, I just ran in, like, ah, somebody take this. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, rest in peace, Grand Heart. Uh, yeah. Thanks for. It's like thanks for attending to give me drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so with with the. Uh, this single that came out, what are you guys working on next? Well, we want to get the the whole Ten of Swords uh, record out. So we got the EP. We're gonna do. We've got like four or five more songs. Four or five more songs, yeah. and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get that out. They and they've been recorded. We're being they're getting worked on, and then we're just kind of tuning up the lyrics and a little bit of the <coughs> guitar solo side of it. But um, <laughs> yeah, get, getting things together for that, and then yeah, working with uh, Lucky Lamb Studios, Joe Lambert. Um, to get that all in and we'd love to get it on vinyl that's that's really that's you know, yeah that, the, the he's, he's our vinyl guy right now he's our vinyl recordings guy but uh as for digital releases we'll probably uh get that hopefully by um let's shoot for like july yeah we'll see july, yeah, by, yeah. The, by summer we'll have something out on vinyl yeah and you guys have been a band for like 17 years i don't know if i'm doing the math right it, it, what's wow, what's yeah. changed 15, over the 15, 15 yeah. what's yeah. changed over the last 15 years uh, I, I would say that we've boosted our musicianship that um, I used to play power chords and a little bit licks there. Now I'm playing slide guitar and, and trying new things, trying to not do cliche things on top of it. And vocality wise, uh, I'm hoping to become a better singer. <laughs> but, um, and then our writing style too, like it's it's getting there and we're getting our feelings out too. So, you know, the blues, <laughs> I think, I think when you're, when you're younger and this is, I, I, I battle with this a lot. Cause when you're younger, everything just hits harder for everything. Like, oh no, uh, everything's the end of the world. And now we're older and we kind of look at everything and just go, I was thinking Nirvana. Let's, let's sing about teenage now, stuff. And now we're like, Oh, we're, 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 we're going to, we, things actually matter in life. And we're, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll make this stuff work. More responsible things, but <laughs> still don't know what I should change, man. <laughs> Where can people go to find out more about the French Irish coalition? Local museum. We've got a website, FrenchIrishCoalition.com. Um, you can find us on Spotify. Spotify would be where our music uh, is high quality. We got Apple Music. We got Deezer. We've got YouTube. Um, we're going to be making if a. If you want to buy it directly from us, if you want to buy it actually and download yeah. it. Yeah. And then we'll have physical copies coming out here soon. We got merch too. We've got t shirts. We've got stickers. We've got pins. But yeah, come see us December 9th, the Lyric Room, Trash Pandas, and Sons of Kong. Um, and uh, we're going to be making a music video here coming up soon too. Yeah. Um, next week, we're going to be filming it. Uh, putting that together um so look out for that uh stay tuned we got twitter we've got tiktok facebook <laughs> instagram we are on the internet <laughs> my last question for you guys 
people's attention spans are so short. Mm. If you had to name one song for them to go listen to, because they only have time to listen to one song, which song would you suggest they check out? Go listen to The Race is On by George Jones instead of us. I would say Might Be the Devil. Might Be the Devil's a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's our, like supposed to be played as the mainstream kind of sounding kind of thing like hey this is what the band sounds like listen it might be the devil intro might lose you but hey <laughs> that got Wait. the slide guitar it's got the heaviness yeah it's got oh, it's yeah. got it's got everything it's the ensemble of what we represent essentially 